as much as when you're building out a solution, think very carefully about the, uh, particularly now, I mean, a couple of years ago, there was much less regulation, but I'm going to say now today, we understand how the landscape is developing. So build into your business plan, build into your business model that there may be a future regulatory requirement or a current one that maybe you're not aware of. Start to build that in so that you're already front-ending your compliance arrangements around whatever is being built. It may not be that you're doing KYC today, but plan that you're going to be doing KYC, you're going to be doing all of those good things that make up a robust program. The world isn't simple anymore. And on the Walden Pond podcast, your host, anti-fraud expert Vince Walden, is talking to experts about the technology and compliance trends you need to know about to keep your compliance and fraud detection programs relevant. If you're looking for insights that are practical, timely, and innovative, welcome to The Pond. Well, welcome to The Pond. I'm your host, Vincent Walden, coming to you on the Compliance Podcast Network. With me today is Malcolm Wright, founder of InnoFi Advisory Limited and also Advisory Council Chair at Global Digital Finance. So welcome, Malcolm. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Vincent. A real pleasure to be here. Glad you could join. And for the audience today, we are talking about crypto, cryptocurrencies. Get ready. This is going to be a lot of fun. But before we start off and we think about wealth in terms of cryptocurrencies, in typical Walden fashion, I want to I start off with a quote from our mascot, Henry David Thoreau, on the topic of wealth. So he thought, he said you know, 200 plus years ago, oh, how I laugh when I think of my vague, infinite riches, indefinite riches, he said. No run on my bank can drain it, for my wealth is not possessions, but enjoyment. And so I kind of think back on that. And Malcolm, I ask you, is there a stable coin backed by enjoyment or a, a non-fungible token that we can get that is for in, enjoyment that can be traded? <laughs> I think I quite like the idea of an NFT for, for enjoyment. That, that would be quite nice. Um, <laughs> particularly in these days, you know, when we're all stuck at home from COVID, I think that'd be fantastic. For the audience, if you don't know what an NFT is, you will after this show. So get ready. Let's jump into it, Malcolm. Tell us about your background and the experiences and why you founded InnoFi. So I, I actually started life in technology as a programmer. I ran technology systems for investment bank. I run my own technology firm as a, a development company and strangely ended up in compliance via uh, Thomson Reuters, where I moved into their KYC systems and they said, hey, we've got this project called WorldCheck. Would you be interested in, in supporting it from a product and technology function? That led a long route to building the world's first KYC utility and sitting on the leadership team that did that then running their business propositions that are now in transaction monitoring. And then after that, I, I went to Revolut, the, fin, the unicorn fintech out of the UK, as their chief compliance officer, just at the point where they said, hey, it's a good idea, let's offer crypto to our clients. So that was really the beginning of my crypto journey. And after that, I, I moved full-time into crypto, into building out compliance for crypto and looking at everything from exchange, custody, asset management, capital markets products, and even crypto derivatives. So I did a, a stint at the, the first NASDAQ-listed crypto exchange called Equinex, then moved to BitMEX, a crypto derivative exchange, to assist them over the past year. And then finally, 
decided actually the time is really right to branch out and do my own thing, largely because of the way that this space is just about on that point of um, complete explosion into a whole new way of doing finance. Well, that's why I like the name of your company, InnoFi, but that stands for Innovation Finance or Innovative Finance? It absolutely is. It's Innovation Finance because that's where we're heading. That's awesome. Well, uh, let's get this audience up to speed on what's coming ahead. And when you think about cryptocurrency, what are you seeing as kind of the most exciting in the crypto space? If I look over the lot, particularly this year, this year that's just gone. So before that, it was, okay, we're going to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum and, and it's all on centralized exchanges. And now we have this explosion into thousands of different tokens that are used for funding projects of all shapes and sizes. And this often happens in decentralized finance, where the whole ecosystem is run by smart contracts. And that's not contracts written by clever lawyers. It's going to be contracts that are driven by code. So they're automated. And these contracts will automate and run 24-7 to enable transfer and exchange and other services. There's a whole layer of compliance that needs to wrap around this to make it work effectively for the long term. But it's so exciting to see this happening. And then we start to say, okay, we look at the whole explosion of non-fungible tokens. And this has been driven by profile picture style NFTs, as they're called, which is pictures of you know, auto-computer-generated pictures of art that people can use for profile pictures or avatars and games. But it's actually going way beyond that. So it's going into taking physical art and having an NFT that represents its digital certificate of provenance, effectively. It's moving into games, it's moving into property, it's moving into all areas that we, anything that is unique could have an NFT that represents some part of it. And then a lot of these profile picture style NFTs are then also now becoming something that you can use for as a utility. So maybe it gives you club membership or something similar in an online or offline world. To get into this whole world, you need crypto. So crypto is really the access key to get you into the world of DeFi, to get you into the world of NFTs, and also to get you into the world of GameFi. And GameFi is the, this whole new area of blockchain-based games, the metaverse. So if you're playing a blockchain-based game, you may, for example, need a token to play that, that you buy from a decentralized exchange. So the whole value might be, I have my fiat currency. I buy a primary crypto like Bitcoin or Ethereum. I then trade that for the game token. I go and play the game online because the token gives me access. Maybe then I earn enough credits in the game to be able to sell something that I've earned in the game, such as a weapon or a car or some asset that I've built up over time. I sell that asset as an NFT. I sell that back for the game token. The game token I convert back to my primary crypto, and then I take the fiat so I can earn money. What we have stumbled upon in the last year is something called the creator economy. And all of this is just going to revolutionize the way we do our society's work, the way culture works, and the way that that finance even works, because there's just so much useful technology on all of this that creates an entirely new ecosystem and way of working. Wow. Yeah. You know, you know, when I think about this and does it need to be regulated or how would you regulate such a decentralized flowing economy? 
but maybe that's the brilliance of the blockchain. So as you think about this, what keeps you up to, at night and what are the regulatory risks or trends that you're seeing and that you're advising your clients on? So I think this is fantastic. I mean, I work with the international community on the regulatory front and I also work with firms. I've, I've represented the industry for the last few years in crypto. There's been a lot of focus on the centralized exchanges and centralized custodians. Now we start to see some focus on other areas of risk. And it's all around how big is the risk? And then we know that, of course, every area can be utilized for, for something that's a little bit less desired. What really keeps me up is really just making sure that we are we in the industry that are on the very front of this. And by this, I will talk to my clients about it as well, is that we are seen as the responsible innovators. So mm. as we innovate, we think about okay, what risks does this present to everything from not only anti-money laundering, but also consumer protection, if something's a security and therefore you need to apply additional layers of consumer protection, IT security, so your assets are safe. All of these kind of aspects come together. And on top of that, we also look at having trying to form public-private partnerships. So how can we as this innovative industry then start to talk back with regulators or with policymakers and bridge the gap in terms of who knows what from both sides so that we're both well equipped to build the legislative frameworks of tomorrow that really allow this whole ecosystem to thrive. But for me, I think it's just about what keeps me up is the excitement of, okay, we really need to be pushing forwards with this agenda of responsible innovation and how we can develop this, this new economy from this very early start into something that's going to mature and really represent the future of the way that we we can operate. You know, it's funny, Malcolm, I usually reserve forming the title until after or during our podcast session. And I think you just stumbled across it because in this, <laughs> I love the theme of responsible innovation in crypto. And, you know, from oh, compliance super. professionals, that's what it comes down to is, is responsible innovation in this space. That's really cool. And I think about some of the lessons learned, I'd love for you to maybe just quickly touch on some of the lessons learned that you've seen in just this crypto's been around for a while now, but I mean, especially over the last five years, it's really accelerated over a short period. What are some of the lessons learned from a compliance and risk perspective that you've seen in crypto? I think the, the important ones are, as much as when you're building out a solution, think very carefully about the uh, particularly now, I mean, a couple of years ago, there was much less regulation, but I'm going to say now today, we understand how the landscape is developing. So build into your business plan, build into your business model, that there may be a future regulatory requirement or a current one that maybe you're not aware of. Start to build that in so that you're already front-ending your compliance arrangements around whatever is being built. It may not be that you're doing KYC today, but plan that you're going to be doing KYC, you're going to be doing all of those good things that make up a robust program. I think that it's very important to, as much as you know, we see in, for example, look at in Europe, you have the GDPR privacy regime, which talks about privacy by design. And I like to think about compliance by design. You build it in from the, the core of what you're doing, in order to then say, okay, when I need to switch on, as I switch on, I'll be ready. And it's not going to break my business model. It's not going to break what I'm doing. So I think that's probably the biggest overarching lesson learned I would, I would suggest. Yeah, in the crypto world for corporations or organizations and the compliance office, you still need to know who you're doing business with. 
right? And even if it's a, even if it's in a blockchain, it's interesting. Good point. And yeah, so, thankfully that's all changing with the onset of regulation. That's going to be far more transparent in terms of who your counterparties are going to be. Ah, yeah, no, good point. Well, we have time for one more question, and it's kind of like it's from an, you know, what what advice would you give compliance professionals, you know, whose company is maybe exploring cryptocurrency? Think about it from a balance sheet perspective. How do you measure when companies are wanting to use that as a currency? So from a behind the scenes perspective in crypto compliance, talk to the compliance officers here on what can be missed. What are the risks that they need to be aware of or questions they should be asking as their company explores more smart contract reliance and, and use of cryptocurrencies as part of their their monetary exchange. Sure. So if you're sitting on the traditional finance side of it and you're looking to put crypto onto your balance sheet, I would say, firstly, look at your trading venues. Where are you actually trading? It may not be that they're regulated because actually there's not many regimes who have issued crypto regulations or licenses yet, but there are firms that are operating through regulatory standards already, even though they're not yet at that point of regulation. But do your due diligence. Now, within Global Digital Finance, that's uh, gdf.io as the website, we are actually working on, as part of the ML working group there, we are working on a due diligence questionnaire, very, very similar to the Wolfsburg Correspondent Banking Questionnaire, but that's really pivoted towards helping one crypto firm to onboard another crypto firm or a bank to onboard a crypto firm. So we're helping to really bridge that gap in that sort of knowledge to help, say, be able to do the right due diligence and ask the right questions and understand what the components are that you're looking at. That's part one. Part two, I would say, look at look at where you are storing your crypto. So there you do want to be putting into a, a robust custodian, a crypto custodian with strong proven credentials around security, licensing, those kinds of things, because that is important. You obviously don't want though that crypto on your balance sheet to suddenly disappear one night because yeah. somebody's broken in and, and taken the keys. So having a very, very secure custodian is important. If you have those two things, then you're really just looking at volatility risk more than anything else because oh. you're able to, to manage the AML compliance risks around that if you've chosen the right firm and done the appropriate due diligence. The third point I'd mention is do your very best to get up to speed with this whole world as a compliance officer. And that's really because this whole world is moving so fast and it's going to, you made the point there that you know traditional finance may put this onto the balance sheet. It will go further than that into onboarding of crypto firms into actually traditional finance firms starting to do crypto activities, which like trading, offering trading services to clients, offering custody to clients, maybe yeah. having ETFs or other products that are based around crypto. All of these things are coming. So actually, if you extend your knowledge into learning, um, and I think I think earlier today, I put it into to three buckets, which was first learn about just a little bit about blockchain. And you don't have to become a technologist or come from a technology background. There are there's some sort of very generic courses for non-techies. Secondly, really just learn about crypto. And then thirdly, try to learn a little bit about crypto risk. And those three things would, would line you up well to be able to make really good assessments and informed decisions about what your organization needs to be able to manage the risk effectively. I love it. Malcolm, thank you so much for your time and being on the show. For the audience, thanks for joining us on The Pond. Keep crypto in your mind. This is not going away. And it is as compliance <laughs> professionals. 
I think this is our this is kind of the next wave of the future. So, Malcolm, appreciate you being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And, and so let's you. keep in touch. Hope to have you back. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Walden Pond Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review.